and welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am so excited if you're joining from 1350 AM up in the Connecticut, uh, Long Island area, or if you're listening on the Veritas app, perhaps you're listening on a podcast app or you're watching on YouTube. Hello and welcome, you guys. This is where you're going to get all the amazing things like this story that I'm going to share. When I was a little girl, there was a very famous actress. Her name was Olivia Newton-John. Some of you might have heard of her. You might have only thought of her from, you know, the very famous Grease, the movie that none of us should have watched as children, but yet I feel like we all watched because I don't think our parents were listening to the words. By the way, parents, listen to the words because the words from the movie Grease are not okay. Like the song's not okay. I would every single day, not kidding, we had a record player. I would put on a record from Greece and I would get on top of my parents' pool table and I would sing or rather lip sync every song to Greece. Now, was I saying the words that they say in the musical? Let's just go ahead and say no, because I didn't know what those words were. So we're going to say no. No, I didn't. But this is when my love affair of Olivia Newton-John happened. It, it, it really actually didn't start with Greece. I want to sound cool and sound like that's where it was, but I have to confess, I <laughs> am watched. Taylor's going to pop on because he's never heard of the word I'm about to say. He's going to look at me like I'm crazy and it's because he's nine years old. But the thing is, is I fell in love with Olivia Newton-John from a movie called Xanadu. Taylor, do you know what Xanadu is? I didn't even know she was in Greece. <laughs> Wait, is that true? You, I mean, I saw Greece. You didn't know that was John Olivia Newton-John? was in it. And I've called you Olivia Newton-John. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I had no idea she was the lady in that movie. Wait a second. How in the world do you know who Olivia Newton-John is? I don't. I just know that you're... We've talked about this. We I have? Th I thought she was Newton-John's sister. Not Newton-John. Uh, what's his name? Elton John. It's been a long day. It's really late with Liv Harrison. <laughs> That's our sketch that we do. It's way too late. That's when we need to do that sketch. I, I, I just thought you thought it was Elton John's sister. You just always heard the name. What's the song she did? Let's, Let's get physical. Get physical, physical. Physical. I knew her from that. I didn't know she was in Greece. I hated that movie. Greece? Yeah, stupid. You thought Greece, now Greece 2 is really stupid. That movie is ridiculous. You but had to get through Greece 1 to get to Greece 2. <laughs> I've never heard someone not like Greece 1. And Greece is like a Broadway never, show. I've never talked to anyone younger than 40. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this today. No. Greece is a very famous musical, not just on the little screen, but on the stage. Like it's like high schools do Greece, which I don't know how they're allowed to do that. <laughs> it's by not the way. even famous on the little screen. Screen. It's famous on no screens at all. You have to go into a building and watch the actors perform it. We used That's to do how that. Famous it is. <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, Greece. Uh, I really don't know how high schools are allowed to do it. So you obviously don't know, but Greece is not okay. Like, like the the words in that film, like especially in the songs, not okay, Taylor. Like, not okay. Like your kids are not allowed to watch it. And then let's get physical with Olivia Newton-John. Let's be honest. She's the first one that told adult women you can wear a leotard. 
get hard. And now Britney and Gaga and Beyonce and Lizzo, like they're all like, oh, so that's called what we wear to the grocery store. And I'm like, when did that become a piece of clothing? But that's because of, I would like to blame Olivia Newton-John. Like I blame, um, oh, what was the name of the show that was on MTV? The Real World. I say that's the beginning to reality TV. I think The Real World was oh, the what a gateway. Hot take. You say that the first reality TV show <laughs> is what started reality television. I'm just here to help the public. I am just here to, to bestow my knowledge onto the youth of today. Which is, <laughs> which is you. Those who are listening, Taylor just <laughs> waved at the camera. Um, anyway, so I do. I think Olivia Newton-John gave permission to grown women like Cher to all of a sudden put on a leotard. And I'm like, I just don't think that that's a thing. And maybe I'm wrong. Was that was that song, don't get me wrong, was that song not about working out? It was. It was. It was about an aerobics class. But like, <laughs> should there... Actually, I mean, that's why I thought what she was wearing was fine. They're fine. For <laughs> but I don't I don't really think she cares about your aerobics class. I don't think that's what the words are actually saying, Taylor's role. I think she's trying to say something else in that song. I don't believe you. <laughs> I think it was a workout video for her brother, Elton, who had gotten a little pudgy by that time. <laughs> yes. Now everyone's walking away confused going, Elton John has a sister <laughs> and she's Australian. Yes, she is. And no, they're not related. But do you know what Xanadu is? <laughs> that was the whole point of this. After this entire conversation, you think I know what Xanadu is? Come you never on. heard of it? No. Listen, I flipping loved that movie. Loved it. There's so many things I have like, can you tell? I'm like, I'm like, there's so much right here. Like it's right here under my, yeah, like I have so like much to say. off brand Xanax and you need I <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I missed my Xanadu today. <laughs> it's not that late. Um, yeah, I, no, listen, here's the thing. They were on roller skates. They roller skated. They came out of a painting. There was a mural. I think there was a BG in it. Like, I feel like the the lead guy in the movie was like a BG. Don't they have names, the BGs? <laughs> this, is, this was even before my time, Taylor's role. But these girls are painted on a mural. I feel like it's a hot take on The Little Mermaid because their dad is like, this is, this is, I want, I'm looking at the camera. This is little Olivia telling what everybody, what I think Xanadu is about. I want to hear if I'm right. I don't know if it's true. Taylor's going to look it up on IMDb. <laughs> I think it's about these, these, um, they're like sirens or they're like goddesses. They're like something and they're painted on a mural and they're all hot. And I'm pretty sure they're all wearing leotards again and they're on roller skates and they pop out of the mural and one of the BGs, <laughs> this sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Sounds like cynics. <laughs> one of the Bee Gees falls in love with one of them, Olivia Newton-John, but she can't. She lives inside the painting and her dad's like Thor or like <laughs> her dad's like Zeus. He's like a god or something like he's it's like a it's a take on Greek mythology. And am I wrong? Am I right? I mean, uh, sure, both. <laughs> Xanadu, which I spelled very poorly, <laughs> is a 1980 film, American musical fantasy film, written yeah. by Richard Christian Dennis and some other person. It stars Olivia Newton-John, Michael Beck. Is that the... Is that the Bee Gees guy? I mean, Who no, is not a Bee Gees at all? <laughs> American actor. Uh, uh, no, he's 72. I don't know. You're asking me too many questions. 
all at once. All right, keep going, keep uh, going. Eugene Kelly? No, I don't know. Uh, you know what? We Gene don't need to. Kelly? Kelly? He's even older. What is happening? Oh, happen? Gene Kelly? Yeah. Yes, Gene Kelly is in that film, and I love Gene Kelly. Singing in the Rain. You know who Gene Kelly is? I'm I singing mean, I'd heard in the, the Rain. Before. Gene Kelly, I got to see I'm him live singing once. I got to see him live once. Anyway, go uh, ahead. Their budget was $20 million. They made 23 <laughs> big, big hit. It was a flop. You it was a total. I, I was the only one that watched it. The title is a reference to the nightclub in the film, which takes its name from Xanadu, the summer capital of Kublai Khan's Yuan Dynasty in China. This city appears in Kublai Khan something else. This is a box office disappointment. Xanadu <laughs> earned negative critical reviews and was an inspiration for the creation of the Golden Raspberry Awards to recognize <gasps> the worst films of the year. No. <laughs> Oh, is that true? So, to be fair, your favorite film did start a lot of things. <laughs> it was monumental in the film industry. That started the raspberries? That's, wow, I kind of feel a little... The, the song by Olivia Newton-John so was good. number one. Yeah. The song yeah. was way better than the The song did. was great. Who thought a singer couldn't act? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she was Sandy in Greece. You didn't even know. No one knows that. <laughs> you, that's how good of an actress she is. Um, no, but Santa Do was great, but it doesn't say anything about like their dad and they're in a painting. It's fine. Anyway, I mean, I can read the entire plot. No, you've already like read so much. <laughs> I'm the only person left on the planet that's going to pay $150 to someone on Etsy or that's not where that word. I'm scanning. It does mention Zeus. So I'm guessing it does. Yeah, it's a sure, Greek sure, thing. Fine. I'm literally just scrolling. eBay. <laughs> I'm going to go on eBay. I'm going to buy a DVD for 150 bucks. It's going to be like some pirated copy. I'm going to be the only one in America that cares about Xanadu. I can't believe it. But they roller skate. They all roller skate. They're all sisters. I'm telling you, I really think it's a play off of like Little Mermaid, Zeus, that whole kind of a thing. It was like a modern day whatever. My point being. Oh, there's a point. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> My point being, that is when I started really loving Olivia Newton-John was Xanadu. That's how I fell in love with her. But cut to when I moved to Houston and we have these horrible chained restaurants. And if you like this restaurant, you need to I, listen, I'm just going to call you out and say you need to go out more or someplace else. But they're not even around anymore. But Outback Steakhouse. Do you remember Outback Steakhouse? Like to the Outback. <laughs> so they used to have a soup called the walkabout soup which was a creamy onion soup listen that was a game changer that was some good stuff and they have really good bread why do i always end up talking about food but you know what they had that nobody else has cheesecake olivia and do you know why because olivia newton john is from australia and so every birthday that i had when i lived in houston texas i would go to outback steakhouse so i could get cheesecake olivia now i loved cheesecake olivia because well for one thing i love cheesecake <laughs> second of all it had my name so that was where i got started with the whole xanadu thing i got skates i got leg warmers we moved to houston i ate cheesecake with my name and thus now i have a friend who calls me olivia newton john and that is the only reason you're still in my life taylor stroll <laughs> that's not true. well i think i have another reason for you <laughs> You don't have to buy a $250 DVD or whatever you said. I can get it. You and all 18 listeners of this show can download or stream tonight <gasps> for $4 on YouTube, Apple TV, Vudu, Amazon Prime, or Google Play, the 1980 non-hit film Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Stroll! It's an early 
Merry Christmas. <laughs> Use the code. It's not that late for 0% off. <laughs> we are not an affiliate with Xanadu, but now they're going to come a calling. That's what Xanax, I'm saying. on the other hand, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> they're like, Liv is our spokesperson. Um, it's not that late. Listen, that just made my day. I'm absolutely going to download Xanadu. You just made Nathan's evening horrific because <laughs> he's going to have to watch that now. And I am going to start roller skating again. This is the best. Ser- this is fantastic. You really just saved my childhood. Thank you, Taylor. You're welcome. Anyway, I want to know one thing. If Starlight, Starlight Express, this is going to be for anybody who's watching. So obviously not Taylor. This is another we musical. We are closing. I'm leaving with this thought. Was Starlight Express based on Xanadu? I want to know. I'm not sure if that's true. But you guys, you are tuned in tonight. Obviously, I don't know if you could tell. We actually have a guest from Australia. See what we did there, Taylor? See how we did that? That's, um, huh? No. <laughs> 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 Don't go anywhere, you guys. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. We have an incredible guest today. And listen, this might be the cheapest way I could ever have a guest this incredible because she lives in Australia, as in the country as in the continent right is this a continent as in not in america not in canada okay this is we are now beyond international we've gone over oceans we've gone through troughs and we got and landed on karen doyle who is like the greatest human i have recently been introduced to karen welcome to it's not that late with Liv harrison it must be 3 a.m where you are hello no hello it's so lovely to be here thank you for having me as a guest it is actually 9 22 a.m oh on that's wednesday like, wednesday oh my morning. goodness so, we should hang out more yeah. i didn't really i cannot we figure should. out time i cannot figure out no, time it is like the hardest I. thing i do is so i know hard. i text laura who laura's a mutual friend of ours and i'm like what yes. time is it even though we've got world <laughs> clock on our phones but you know <laughs> it's hard it's so hard work it yes. out Laura Rowland, yes. who has recently been a guest on the show. Yeah. So that's great. Yes. That is, and that's actually how we met is because of Laura. She it is. talked so much about you and said such beautiful things about you. And I was like, oh. who is this? Like, who is this? I got to <laughs> meet her. And she wasn't wrong. But when is Laura Rowland oh, wrong? I know she is the best. She doesn't get enough credit. She is my one of my favorite people and we talk regularly, but we call this great ocean the pond. We're like, we're just going to have a chat across the pond. Across the pond. <laughs> but it's she's fantastic. We actually, yeah, I actually met her because she booked my husband to speak. He does a lot of speaking in the US and she booked him in 2017 and we got chatting and I was like, do you speak at women's conferences? And so we actually brought her out to speak at our Australian Catholic Women's Conference. So that's how I've met her and our friendship's growing. So I'm so it's so stoked cool for the connection. I love yeah, it. I love beautiful. it. Yeah. And your husband, he is, he's like a big time Catholic speaker and let's, I mean, he's not on the show. We don't want him. We're not talking about that guy. I'm just <laughs> <Nah>. kidding. <laughs> He's pretty good. He does all my tech. You're like, he's fine. He's He's like, (laughs) she's got this hunky Australian guy. (laughs) I love it. But you. He's great. He is great. 
But you, my friend, you're a big deal. And here's what I love. Here's what I love. You and I connected the other day, not too long ago. And I finally got to talk to you and meet you and fell head over heels. And now I've signed up for all the things you do. And like, I'm just like, take my money, Karen. Just <laughs> take it. Like, I, just, I just, whatever you say, I'm in, I will do it. And um, the thing is, is like you yourself, you're a big time, major Catholic lady speaker, organizer, event creator. I don't even know. Like your um, list of talents. I don't even know what to say is just like, it's a scroll. It's not a list. <laughs> it's a scroll. So a why don't you tell people, what do you do in Australia? I'm sorry, but it's true. You were like, uh, I mean, you're kind of like the Beyonce of Catholic Australia. Like, I'm so not. <laughs> I'm so not. I mean, I you can look dance. like her in a leotard. You'll look the same. Like, it's hard to tell y'all apart. Jay-Z would be confused. He would think you're his uh, wife. You know, we've been in lockdown, COVID kilos. Glad it's only the top half. <laughs> that is all we do on this show. We only show the top uh, half. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> that's the I am dressed decently today. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, we all Liz, learned that in the kind. first part of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everyone Absolutely. just dressed the top half. No, I love it. Yeah. But you do. Like, yeah. you have an entire women's ministry. You are kind of like the guru of women's ministry in the Catholic world in Australia. Let's be honest. Like, I know everybody thinks I'm bragging and it sounds like you paid me, but that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. This is true. You run some pretty major things over there. And I want you to take a moment. This is your time to shine. I want people to know what is it that you do? Because it's pretty impressive, friend. You are so beautiful. My gosh. I'm like, I want to meet this woman. She sounds great. <laughs> But um, thank you. You know, pre-COVID, Jonathan and I, we do. We do a lot of speaking and and he, for example, he's in the United States a number of times a year speaking and we often go with him as a family. We've got three kids. But here in Australia, yes, I do a lot in the space of Catholic women's ministry, but I don't like calling it Catholic women's ministry because it has so many negative connotations, don't you think? This is where we connect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I think if I could sum up my genius or I guess my gift, um, it's around design. It's around communicating the beautiful truths of our church in a way that connects with people's lived experience. But that's attractive, right? Because so much of it is so old school and it's daggy. I, I think more recently, though, a lot of Catholic creatives are discovering their gifts and stepping into the space. But my husband had a great saying. He said, we, we have the best product in the world with the worst marketing department. And Ooh. it's true. Like we have this treasure trove of just beautiful wisdom and teaching and insight and things to help us to live a life of wholeness, to experience like the abundant life. But so often we don't know how to tap into those. And so my passion is, I guess, taking those things and communicating them and making them accessible. But that's kind of like the umbrella. But many years, we've been married 20 years. And a year after we got married, my husband came home and he's like, let's go on an adventure. And I'm like, okay. And I was thinking we might go camping or a bushwalk. And he wanted to move us from our hometown in Canberra up to far north Queensland to live and work in a boys boarding school. Now, Four things I said I'd never do in my life. I'd never marry anyone with their own business. I'd never work with teenagers. I'd never do public speaking and I never homeschool. So, so like, those are all working you know, out well. Careful. 
No, not at all. Yeah. I've done all of them. So we ended up setting saying, up our like, own business, speaking to teenagers. Exactly. It's like yeah. everything that you said you wouldn't do, that is called your Tuesday. That is what you do every day now. Oh, like that's kind of crazy. It, it, totally. Totally. I but it's, it's it, an interesting though. journey. So yeah, we landed in this boys boarding school, right? Like yeah. with all these teenage boys. So I was an oncology palliative care nurse. That was my specialty. Mm-hmm. So nursing people with cancer and who were dying. So you know, adolescence was total opposite end of what I <laughs> yeah. had done and trained in. And I think, you know, in my early 20s, what I found my identity in, in what, and I think we do fall into that trap sometimes. So, yeah, we went to Queensland, wrote programs for kids because they were like living lives, making poor choices. Then two years after that, Jonathan comes home, he goes, let's go on another adventure. And so he takes me all the way down to Melbourne, like opposite um, side of the country to study theology, marriage and family studies at the Pontifical Institute. And down here, we set up our first business choices media, which um, produces resources. We did a lot of seminars for schools around, I guess, values and faith-based sex ed. So um, my kids are like, couldn't you get a less embarrassing job? (laughs) They're not happy about that at the moment. But, um, yeah, so that's that's how they got here. So, you know, (laughs) you had to learn. I tell you. I know. You didn't make it up. We, um, no. A number of years ago we spoke in Manila and we were at this convention, this beautiful woman was really excited to introduce us. And she's like, Jonathan and Karen are Australia's foremost educators in sex and they make their own DVDs. And <laughs> 3,000 people are like, all right, so you're those kind of people. <laughs> so, hey, it's not that late, Karen. <laughs> it's not that late. I know. It's not that late. Interesting. Another, another funny story. It. One of my children that I won't name um, came home. So when they were it's in kindergarten, they had, that's one of three. That's right. <laughs> My kid came home and they had given me a Mother's Day card. And in it's like, what's mummy's favorite drink? What does mummy do oh, all no. day while you're at school? And all these questions. So my daughter wrote, my mummy makes special videos for daddy in the back room of our garage. <laughs> so no. it didn't totally. My, her teacher came and she's like, what exactly do you and your husband do? <laughs> and here's $20. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> So bad. All the teachers were like, so, we're going to get amazing Christmas gifts from this family. We're going to get, we're not getting Starbucks cards from the, from these kids. This, this is going to no, be no. So bad. Amazing. So we have a, just to clarify, we have a filming studio, right? That's oh, what we I do. love it. And we produce these resources. So For the Catholic the Church, everybody, everybody calm down. It's not just, that late. It's okay, to calm it's down. We got to make board. jokes. We got to make jokes. We're adults. I love it, Karen. No, that's really what y'all special, like that's your speciality, like is, you know, sex relationships and you are involved. We both have this hang up with women's ministry. And so we both Mm -hmm. find ourselves, which you've really continued the torch. My torch is a little dim right now on this piece of my life, but you continue to do women's ministry, which I know you as the genius project on, you know, Instagram and I just signed up for your US course that I'm going to be doing with Laura and you. And I'm so excited. So yes, what I love about you and where I felt like a connection with you when I met you is that you are not someone who just sees problems and says, oh, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. You see a problem Mm -hmm. and you're like, and I'm going to find a solution. Do you feel that that is kind of a driving force in the journey that you've been taking with your husband and, and your career? Yeah. 
Without, yeah. without a doubt. And okay. I think, you know, when we lived in Melbourne and we set up Choices Media, I started like at the Pontifical Institute, I really honed in in my study there on the feminine genius and on um, Catholic womanhood and John Paul II's theology of Catholic womanhood. And so, you know, from there, it just was something that grabbed a hold of my spirit. And so I think that is my real passion in life. It's not doing sex ed for kids. My passion is really empowering women and I think giving them permission, permission to step into the fullness and to discover the fullness of who God's created them to be. And so, yes, I started speaking on that topic and writing books and courses and everything and and that's just sort of growing. We ended up you know, a couple of years after we were in Melbourne, we moved back to my hometown, Canberra, and I caught up with a friend over a coffee and we'd both been away. We came back to our hometown, but people had moved on and we were just hungry for this sisterhood, for this connection to really go deeper in our relationship with ourselves, our husband's life and the Lord. And so we set up um, what's called now Sisterhood, which is Australia's National Catholic Women's Movement. And so, yes, we run local retreats and big conferences, connect groups. And then as a branch of that, I set up the Genius Project. And that really came about from one experience of meeting with women, going along to some meetings and just hearing these women complain about all the things they didn't have. And I looked at them and I thought, goodness, like we can spend our whole time focusing on the problem or our lack, but really we're far more better off when we look at what we actually have to give and what we have to bring to the table because the reality is every single person is a unique and an unrepeatable human person. So God has placed within everybody unique and unrepeatable gifts that only they can bring that and everybody's called to bring something to life right so our task is not to look at what we lack or compare ourselves but to discover what it is that's within us to bring and so that is my core passion oh I love that I absolutely love that so here's the question for you um how do you give yourself permission to be extraordinary like how do you do that yeah what does that look like for you Karen Interestingly, I was terrified of public speaking. Uh, Seriously, people just laugh now because I do it my own podcast and I speak on stages, you know, around the world. And it's funny, the journey. So how I give myself permission, I think my husband way back in the early part of our marriage, he would always push me forward, always believe in me, always call me to growth and to stretch myself. And to take opportunities. So I really give him a lot of credit actually, because he saw something in me that I didn't see 20 years ago. Uh, He's my biggest champion. And I think my relationship with the Lord, like very slowly stepping into who he has created me to be. And I I do believe that as women, we can compare ourselves and our gifts and, and what we do against other women, instead of just focusing on who we are and what we're called to do. And I think Where I gave myself permission was when I had that breakthrough that I am unique, I'm unrepeatable, that I have something to bring, that the God actually wants me to bring my thing. And so just to focus on that rather than looking and comparing and measuring against everybody else, that's where I think my moment of breakthrough came. I love that, that revelation that, yeah. yeah, I'm God's beloved daughter. Like his favor rests on me. There's a purpose on my life as there is with everybody, whether you do a podcast or you're raising kids or you're in the workforce, everybody has a mission and a purpose. And, and it's our task to discover what that is. 
Mm-hmm. No, I love that. That again, that is where you and I are complete in concert. Like we're like, I am like preach sister. I love it. I want to <laughs> just focus on the beautiful painting behind you and your adorable shirt that you're wearing. You guys I dressed up for you, New York City. <laughs> city like I love to have a reputation you guys like I love that (laughs) I love New York look at the Chrysler building and you got an NYC shirt so I gotta ask you what is your favorite place that you visited it doesn't have to be New York what is your favorite place that you visited (laughs) in the United States and where do you have left that you want to really go to Oh, golly, when COVID lifts. It's actually been a huge, like, you know when you get homesick? Yeah. The last two years of lockdown, I've had these pangs, like these longings just to come back because for us, the U.S. is a second home. Right. So I love New York, actually. I've been there four or five times. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The only right answer, answer. (laughs) No, you can like other cities. (laughs) No, no, no. I do. You can like other cities. (laughs) I can like them. So, look, New York, hands down, I love it there. We spent about three weeks there in 2017. My husband spoke at a big Catholic teachers' convention and we just went, I mean, three weeks up at East Side, like near Central Park. It was great. So, and then I went back later that year with my husband and we had a beautiful time in New York for seven days, just the oh. two of us. So that's I bought that and bought that home to I love remember it. that time. Nashville, only because the Dominican sisters are there and... Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sisters there is one of my closest friends. So I love it. really love that. I think New York, actually. Yeah, That'd New be, York. So where do you yeah. want to visit? What's left on your bucket list of U.S. Oh. to see? Because you've seen a lot of the U.S. So we, is there anything even left? I, Iowa, Sioux City, I, <laughs> Missouri? No, well, <laughs> Jonathan, we've been to those, been to Missouri. Oh, well, then never mind. I was look- making jokes. That, and you're like, we've <laughs> been there. Thanks. And I... And and Ohio, like I mean, Jonathan's been pretty much. Yeah, every you've really state, been to all so of it. I, I handle a lot of his travels. Actually, I would like to go to Alaska. Yeah. But do you know okay. why? Have you why? ever seen the proposal with Sandra yes. Bullock? Of course. Yes, I've seen the, the way proposal. she says Alaska, I'm like, oh, Alaska. <laughs> I'd like to go to Alaska. <laughs> Hey, listen, there's worse reasons to want to go to Alaska. Now I've been, I've been to Alaska and it is fantastic. Is it nice? Oh, it's wonderful. Oh yeah. I've been, uh, the first time I went, I was 10. So I've been a few times. I love Alaska, but I really want to spend time there. I've always done it like on a cruise. So we always get to, you know, which your cruises are great because you get to go to a lot of different places. But then when you fall in love with the place, you just want to stay there. And that's Alaska. There's parts that you just really fall in love with. And you're like, I want to stay in this place. But then you got to go back and eat on the Lido deck. So, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to do it right uh, when all this business is over, but Texas, have you been to Texas? Have no, we had I haven't. To? Jonathan's been, no, I haven't. He has been there many times. Okay. He loves Texas. Well, I am officially He's inviting a... you to Texas right. and you'll I'd have to come, to come crash with us and, uh, I'll that take you all over fun. and show you the whole state. It'll just take us seven. It'll Sounds take us seven good. weeks to do the state of Texas. It, it's a big state. It's a big state. It is huge. It, Texas is the yeah. biggest state. Alaska is the largest state out of all states, but Texas oh, is the largest in the ones that all touch each other. So Okay. The largest. There you go. I mean, who goes to Alaska? Half of it's ice. <laughs> I know. It's called, do you know, we went to Iceland uh, in 2017 and that was spectacular. I yeah. want to it go to really Iceland. It was really beautiful. Great. Well, I but love you know, this. We're going to plan a pilgrimage. You and me, we should do okay. a pilgrimage to Iceland. <laughs> There's got to be something holy there. <laughs> it, it's the Blue Lagoon. That's fun. Great. 
That's holy. Yeah. It, it's blue for okay. Mary's mantle. We just made it that. That's and right. Jesus made the okay. blue lagoon. So it counts. It's a pilgrimage. It does. That's awesome. It's good. I love I, it. I do want to say that yeah. in terms of places, now it's not so much places as it is people because yeah. over the past 12 months, I've connected sure. with so many and my friendships grown with so many beautiful U.S. sisters in the Lord. So I think mm-hmm. if I come to the U.S. again, it won't be so many places. It'll be people. I love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And yeah. I've got to get to Australia. I have a kid that's obsessed with Australia. So I can't I be that parent. Do. So we're going to have to like, she just can't, <laughs> she's going to eat PB&J for the rest of her life. And we're going to get her like a storage ticket <laughs> to fly her to Australia. It's a, it's a great spot. It was funny she's, before the show, you said, I said, I'll just be a tick. And you're like, what is a tick? What's I was a like, tick? It's a minute. <laughs> I know. I want to know all these words. Well, that's what I want to do. Listen, I want to come back. I want to play a game with you, but I also want to learn a couple of Australia, like the lingo. So whenever I do go, you know, in 2048, um, I can, I'll know what I'm saying. So don't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Karen, we're going to be right back. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be right back with it's not that late with Liv Harrison. Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. We are still across the pond, which normally means England, but you're wrong. This is Australia and we are with the Karen Doyle, who, in my opinion, is the Beyonce of Catholic women, <laughs> even though she doesn't look like Beyonce <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> totally <not. laughs> but take it, take it. Who doesn't want to look All like right. Beyonce? Okay. All um, right. I so, can't sing. I mean, she's breathtaking. <laughs> I can dance. So Karen, when we left, you were saying that there are a couple of Australian words. Like for instance, you said tick when you were like, Mm -hmm. I'll be back in a tick or like, it'll just take a tick. And I was like, what's a tick? And it meant, what does it mean? A minute, a moment, a couple of minutes, a couple couple of minutes, minutes. a couple of minutes. Yeah. I'll be back in a minute. I love that. And then I, you said another one I wanted you to share about the friend who was going through a tough time. Yes, we brought a speaker over from Florida and we were sort of in the liaison phase of booking her flights and she'd been through a lot of pregnancy loss. And I said to her, how are you traveling? She got off and she's like to her husband, I'm traveling by plane. And <laughs> it was funny. She And then finally she wrote back, she goes, what do you mean? How are you traveling? I, I think I'm going by plane. Right, I said, no, I'm... how are you going? Like, how are you going? It's how are, how you, are you traveling? How are you traveling? And I love that because that's like, like, as if like, we're like, we say we're on a journey, it would make sense. Like in your journey, how are you traveling? How's it going? How are you you traveling? I love that. Well, since my friend, you are the genius, the genius project, right? Is that? Yeah. Yes. That's over in Australia. And, um, you're like the genius, feminine genius expert in Australia. I have this whirl of fun. Look at that. Doesn't that Uh-oh. look like fun? It like, I <laughs> it know, looks right? It like fun. I'm scared. It, what it's is so it? <laughs> fun. No, it's great. It's all these female Catholic saints as if there's other kinds. Mm-hmm. And I thought what I could do is spin it and we're going to see where okay. it lands. And you could just say anything you want. A favorite quote about this person, uh, a fun fact about this person. You don't know this person. It could be anything okay. the way they spell their I'm name. <laughs> it could be anything at all. Okay. It doesn't matter. There's no rules. It's whatever you All want, right. but we're going to see who we get. So I'm going to spill it. Really, the whole point of this thing is for me to get to spin a wheel. Okay. This okay. Is... All right. All right. We'll have fun. <laughs> and I'll tell you what that. it says. I'll tell you what it says. Okay. So we okay. are on St. Catherine of Siena. St. Oh, Catherine of I Siena. Like... 
love St. Catherine of Siena. She would be be one of my favorites. And I, I mean, as you know, know her. her quote, <laughs> I do know her. I do you know, know her. her. <laughs> what do you love and about her? She, What's something you could share? Oh, look, I think she just really encourages women to shine, right? Like exactly what you're saying, to be extraordinary, but to step in to your extraordinary. And I think that's that's really, I mean, John Paul II was the same, but Catherine of Siena really is be who God created you to be and you'll set the world ablaze. Like it's I love it's that. really giving it's a permission she's a permission saint. She, she gives is so she's my saint. Yes. Giving women permission. Yeah. That's right. She's the one that writes are. the permission slips. That would be Saint Catherine of Siena. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Okay, yes. I'm gonna spin it again. Hold on, let me see. Right. Isn't this fun? It's like Wheel of Fortune. It has this that is cool fun. Do we get sound. a prize? I you sure. Yeah. Yes. Can I have a teddy bear? <laughs> this exactly, yeah. Okay, you got Saint. Oh, Mother Teresa, that, that Teresa, oh. Mother Teresa, that saint. Okay. You've heard of her? Yeah. Uh, no, never. Is <laughs> she? You should look her up. It's like, bah, bah. <laughs> Yeah, you should look her no, up. No. Yeah, she's kind of a little, little uh, well-known. Little well she's beautiful. Okay, St. Mother Teresa, I love her motto of do small things with great love. Just those, it's those small things. And, you know, you joined our Catholic Women's Masterclass and and walked so many women through this beautiful masterclass that looks at these rhythms of renewal in our life, like how we can live lives of wholeness and balance. And I think as women, you know, we are juggling so many things that sometimes if you get told what to do, it's just another thing, another thing, another thing. And you're kind of like, ah, I'm overwhelmed. But what Mother Teresa does, she's just like the small things, the small things done consistently add up to big things. It's like start doing just small little tweaks in your life and loving in small ways. So that's what I love about her. That's I my motto that. with, with my three kids and yeah. <laughs> in life. I love small that. Things with great well, love. Well, she was like the ultimate mother. I mean, well, Mary, Mary is the ultimate mother. Yes. But then, you know, I would say good backup plan. Yeah. Good plan B is yeah. Mother Teresa. You know, you can't go Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I like see. her. All right. Let's see. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I like the sound. No whammies. I, like sound. I know, right? And that's what I'm hoping because some of my guests are watching and some of my guests are listening. So I try to find things that they okay. can do both. Oh, another mother, Mother Angelica. Do you know Mother Angelica? Are you familiar with her I at do. all? Yes. Now she's EWTN. Is that right? She is. She yeah, is EWTN. So look, I think, that's right. Yeah. She was a I, tough cookie. I, she is a really tough cookie. She had a vision. I just, I like her because she's just a woman on a mission with a vision. And she just, she, like you said before, this is very much my personality, not seeing the problems, but seeing what we can do about it and just moving forward and taking action. Like I, yes, I do believe that sometimes we can get paralysis by analysis and we can yeah. sit back and be like, what's God's will and discern God's will. And yes, we do have to pray. But mm-hmm. then we have to take action and we discern through action. That's so right. I think she's a beautiful example of that, of just discernment through action and just doing it. No, I just think doing that's it. So Look true. what she's done. Oh, yeah. she's amazing. And she took on the mob. She took on the mafia. Like that's did what she, did, I didn't she know did. That. No, she legit did. Wow. And they bowed oh, down to her. Hardcore. Oh, she was hardcore. Really? She did not mess I need around. I and do some research. Oh yeah. It's a great, in fact, I tell everybody to read. Um, I don't read, but I tell everybody to read, <laughs> to listen to the audible of Raymond Arroyo wrote her like memoir book or whatever. And he okay. was an actor 
I don't know if you know that. So he he does Mother mm-hmm. Angelica's voice, and you would really? bet your house that it's Mother Angelica. You're like, but she's dead. How is she doing this wow. book? And it's him. It's Raymond Arroyo. <laughs> he awesome. absolutely nails it. So it is fantastic. Really entertaining. I'm just saying yeah. it's an entertaining book. But yeah, he yeah, interviewed her before she died. Out. You got to check it out. It's really a great, I will. great listen. For those of us that don't Fantastic. read, it's, yeah, I would say, listen. So let me ask you this. Do you have a patron um, for all the work that you do? Do you have someone yes. that you go to for all yes. of your ministries? And who is that? Oh, hands down, Edith Stein, St. Benedicta oh, of the Cross. Because, you know, which, yeah, so what she did, you know, she really forged the way in terms of this developing this theology of womanhood, which John Paul II and subsequent people have built upon. But she really did that groundwork of building that, looking at what it means to be a woman and, and our gifts and who we are and the genius of womanhood, really. So, yes, she would be it. That's the one. I love it. Yeah. Karen, this has been so absolutely lovely. Um, I've enjoyed our ticks together. Uh, <laughs> and our travels across the pond. Everyone's <laughs> like, that's not at all how I use that word. But um, how can how can people be in contact with you? Those of us on this, sure. on the wrong side of the pond, uh, just on starting winter how, or fall. We just started fall. How can, how can they find yes. you, Karen? How can they get in contact? Oh, thanks. Yes, look, with the Genius Project, it's an initiative for Catholic women designed to resource women towards growth, spiritually, professionally, personally. So the website's www.geniusproject.co. Instagram is genius underscore project underscore daily. There's a Facebook page and the Genius Podcast. So they're the the three ways. All the things, all the things. All the things. And if you want puberty education or sex ed, (laughs) then... That's choiceswithaz.com.au. That's right. Choices with a Z. So that's there you important go. Too. Yeah. This has been awesome. Karen, thank you so much. I can't even Aww. say thank you enough. And we're gonna get you to Texas. We're gonna we're gonna find a way oh, and float you over in the rowboat to get you all the way over <laughs> the rowboat. <laughs> well, that would be a blast. I would love that. I can't It'll wait happen. to meet we'll, you in person. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll fly Laura down. We'll just have a girls' weekend. It'll be a yeehaw. Fantastic. We'll have horses. You know, this is how you do in cowboy hat. So (laughs) (laughs) fantastic. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. And everybody who's listening either at 15, 1350 AM or on the Veritas app, if you're listening on a podcast app, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, you guys, thank you so much. We're going to say bye to Karen right now. Karen's got to go and catch a kangaroo. So we love you, Karen. (laughs) Thanks friend. You guys don't go anywhere. You are watching. It's not that late with Liv Harrison. It all started with a question. Why does everybody look so sad? No matter your age, where you go to school, where you work, what kind of relationships you're in, we can all look around us and maybe when we look in a mirror, we can see it in ourselves. Why does everybody seem so unhappy, directionless, living as if life has no meaning? My name is Father Matthew Gossett, and I really began to see the depths of this crisis of meaning, direction, and identity when I started working with college students in 2019. I've seen so many examples of students who are still caught up in a culture where they see the highest good as moving from party to party, hookup after hookup, 
coming to believe that each person's value is measured by their capacity to give or receive pleasure. We are meant for so much more than this narrow view of life. People are starving for meaning, for direction, for identity. In his first encyclical, John Paul II explains, Man cannot live without love. He remains a being that is incomprehensible for himself. His life is senseless if love is not revealed to him, if he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own, if he does not participate intimately in it. In June of 2020, a group of my friends and I launched an effort to reveal love and in turn help us know who we are in this love. This is a project with a main purpose focused on helping people discover or rediscover an encounter and experience with the personal love of God and make it their own by participating intimately in it. We call our project Know His Love. In an effort to reach people where they are, we try to offer a variety of resources that can help people encounter his love through our work. Some of it's audio, some of it's written, some video, and even in-person events. On Mondays, you can join our co-hosts, Father Michael Gossett and Molly McManus of the Know His Love podcast, as they explore God's love through a variety of topics ranging from forgiveness to materialism to mental health. On Wednesdays, you can find an article or a video reflection from me or one of our guest contributors as we get a deeper understanding of how we can know and participate in the personal love of God that he has for each one of us. On Fridays, you can listen to the voice of the Father through his children as we hear stories from people who are learning to live as beloved sons and daughters of God, as they share their experiences of knowing the Father's love. You can find everything on our website, knowhis.love, as well as even more resources through our social media presence on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It all started with a question. And to start living with meaning, with purpose, with direction, and with a clear identity, we have to each ask ourselves, do I know his love? Hi. And welcome to Kana's Corner. I'm Kana, and I am a little sick, as you can tell by my voice. And I just want to talk about like things to do when you're bored and how to get healthier when you're sick. So I think a great thing to do is um, watch movies. Like you can rest in bed and watch a movie or a show, and you can always like rest while you're doing that. I think that's always a great activity because you can watch a fun comedy and it kind of cheers you up. Um, another thing that I really like to do is play games. So I'm a person who likes to play like Fortnite or Minecraft or games like that. But if you're um, if you you're not into video games, you can always read a book or you can play a board game or cards or anything like that. Um, another great thing to do is actually do a craft because you're kind of getting at your, um, I always like crafts because it just kind of cheers me up and I love painting and drawing. Those are really good things. And you can find like tutorials online and you can do a craft and maybe give it to one of your family members. Um, one way to get like healthier 
that I like to do is nap. My dad's always like, okay, you're sick. Go to bed at 7.30. And I'm like, uh, okay. So he tells me take a nap or go to bed early because it'll really help your immune system and you can get a lot better. Um, it really does wonders, even though you don't want to do it. Um, a lot of good foods. So food, um, it really depends. So you don't want to eat a lot of dairy when you're sick because um, that can kind of mess with your sinuses. But I like mac and cheese and ice cream when I have like a sore throat or soup. I like potato and tomato soup. Um, you can eat, uh, you can have smoothies. Those are really good for you. And a ton of other like just soft foods, um, those are really, really good for your throat or stomach. And you could you don't want to go like super spice, super spice. Um, and probably the most important thing, the most important thing, drink fluids. Have a ton of fluids. Gatorade, Pedialyte popsicles. They make Pedialyte drinks. So if you don't like cold stuff, you can do Pedialyte popsicles. Um, water, uh, roaring, roaring waters, um, those are really good, creative roots, all great, amazing, uh, drinks that you can have, and you just really want to keep up the fluids, so, thank you, bye. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And Taylor Stroll. <laughs> awesome. I feel valued. <laughs> that sums up the day. Yeah. Uh, listen, we're going to play a game called uh, Name That Celebrity. Okay. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Got it. She was in Greece and Xanax. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Xanadu. <laughs> okay. All right. Do an accent and I'm going to guess who you are okay. performing. Oh, no, Mr. Wayne. Cannot go out there again. <gasps> oh, Alfred. Batman. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Michael, yeah, but, Michael uh, Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go. Oh, nice. And now, to be fair, you have to do people from after 1995. Oh, Otherwise, no. I won't. How did them. you know I was doing <laughs> something? Because, that I, you're not because I wouldn't know, know them. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now I don't know what to do because I had one in my head. Uh, okay. It was the fourth actress in Greece. After 1980. <laughs> After what? <laughs> I mean, I, pro I I have memories starting in around 1995, so. <laughs> oh, no, I really don't have one now. Um, um, uh, excuse me, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> uh, the Joker. Because <laughs> you're a joke. I, I just want everybody to know. <laughs> Liv didn't have anything planned. She was like, hey, Taylor, do you have an idea? I okay, said yes. Here's what I was going to do. And then she decided to have another idea and didn't and have did. anything planned for it. I did. Well, no, because then you threw me off because I had all these in my head. Okay, do all your right, old I'm people I was going to do ones. the ones I was going to do. Um, all right, I was going to do this This one. is like that millennial game we played a few months ago. <laughs> Which I can't find. I can't oh, find shucks. Anywhere. All right, so here's what I was going to say. Um, uh, would you like me to get your slippers? Uh, Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. It's, it's the only oh. person we've talked about so far. <laughs> it's quite literally, this game is just uh, do an Alfred Pennyworth impression and see if the other person can guess. I didn't know he had a last name. 
Yeah. He's like, no he's, one knows that. He's like, Pele, who no, are you, Alfred? Pele. You know who Pele is? Yes. Oh my gosh. He was a person after 1995. He was? Sure. Oh, I didn't know that. I can't oh, fact check while I'm on the camera. <laughs> I only know who Pele is because I'm uh, left-handed and he's left-handed. Oh, that's that's fascinating. That's the only reason what I know. I did not know Alfred had a last name. I was trying to do Eliza I'm glad, I'm glad Doolittle. glad we did your idea, not mine. Eliza Doolittle from My Fair Lady. That's who I was doing, but he doesn't care. I'm going to do my second one. Are you ready? Pe Pele died recently. Yeah. Oh, hmm. no one knew that. So I was going to do, this is my other one. So that was Eliza Doolittle. Do you know who that is? Uh, my fair lady? Dr. Doolittle's daughter. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do my Dr. Doolittle impression. Okay, do you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did it. You did it. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Good win. Yeah. I'm, everyone you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. Cover yours. Oh, no. No, people are listening. Uh, 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 uh. Peter Pan. <laughs> Am I right? Dr. Doolittle. But sure. <laughs> Rufy. Oh. Yes. Did you love Hook? Did you love that film? I did. We're out of time. Uh, well, we're almost out of time. <laughs> one more impression. Do one more and I'm going to guess. One more impression. Come on, Taylor. Uh, do a real one. Uh, um, hello, Liv. Um, I would like to pay for everything in this studio and also let you live in this really nice house and uh, take you to Hawaii. And um, the guy from the stapler, the guy from uh, uh, with all bling. Do you seriously not know who I'm impersonating? Yeah, you're doing Nathan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were dumb for a second and I was like, this is bad for you. And that's saying something. You guys, why would you want to go anywhere? You're listening to It's Not That Late <laughs> with Liv Harrison. We'll be right back. Hey. <laughs> What a mess. You guys, welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I hope you enjoyed tonight with our incredible guest, Karen Doyle, who came all the way from Australia. And that was such a cheap plane ticket because we just had to uh, do this over the interwebs. Make sure that you follow her and see all the wonderful things that she's doing in Australia, not just for Catholic women, but her and her husband speak and do uh, incredible stuff. Like, I'm not kidding when I said that she has a scroll and so does her husband of all the amazing ministries that they do and not just in Australia, but in the U.S. Think of Karen and her husband whenever the world opens up. If you need incredible speakers, um, they are able to come over. And when they can, you need to book them. Okay. Jonathan is her husband. So uh, the Genius Project is where I found her on Instagram. And you can find all the other things. I need you guys to share and subscribe and watch the show and tell your friends about it and to like it and to review it and all the things. We don't just say this kind of stuff because it gives us accolades or because it gives us any, you know, anything out there, but this is how a show survives. Other people have to know about it. So I'm trying to do my part, you guys. Obviously, Taylor, we don't know what he's doing. No, he's doing his part and is doing hers, Jen, but we can't do this without you. I really need your help. Please get the word out because as you know, you have been watching It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys make this week count. Don't forget to be extraordinary. Bye, y'all.